Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Uh-huh. They hate to see a dog balling like a mellow. Sour armoretto, your heart made out of jello. Pop tarts and marshmallow. Unlike the fashion rebels who blast the bomb skettle. Real thugs who palmetto from head to palmetto. Mashing on the gas, my foot is on the pedal. I'm never gonna settle. Fuck you mean in your so-called ghetto You claim is all vero But locked up in the bin Get the singing in falsetto Hitting the Prince notes Miss me with insults Since kinfolk was managing them folks I've been goat Mock homie is an icon End quote This gonna be the year I get my python trench coat Had to dumb it down on my slow 50 cent flow My whip talk for me Bentley wheels been spoke Been sitting on Lorenzo's And only fly first class A private ain't no put me in coach Nope, say au revoir, the team been fortified, the scheme immortalized, my dream is on the rise, no steam for your replies, your life is a mirage, your rhymes is full of lies, talking big weight and barely solo chronic, turn them 40 belows to Manolo Blonics, it's crazy what y'all can do with some old polo, antibonics, mixed with a little of that mock phonics, fuck what I did before, it's about to get demonic, got lawyers on retainer just like an orthodontist, on an island with my queen ordering tonics, somewhere Tropical life, sticky fingers before Onyx. Yo. Live from the motherfucking beach, nigga. Live from the motherfucking beach, nigga. 400 on my neck, Puerto Rico. 100 is change on the wrist. Like 200 for my ears, nigga. Welcome to Keeping the Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Mac Homie, 26 letter. Hey, I'm not even playing. I'm not wasting no time today. We're getting right to it. I have topics, topics galore. This is my birthday eve. Happy birthday to me. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be my birthday. So yeah, happy birthday to me. But we're going to get right to it. And I think the biggest thing going on right now on social media is um this this baby mama baby daddy McDonald's gate. So, I want to talk about it, give you guys a little context. There was a baby mama, I don't even know what city this is, state, I don't know where this came from, but it just blew up on the timeline on Facebook, Twitter. I'm not sure if it made the Instagram yet, but Facebook and Twitter all day yesterday, all day today. This is all anybody's talking about. Apparently, there was a baby mama who recorded her baby daddy. He brought food for his son, but he didn't bring food for her other three kids. So four kids in total. He only brought food for one. She recorded the whole interaction, uploaded it. I guess she thought it was going to make her look good. It did not look good for her, but I'm going to play it in full. Maybe give a little commentary during and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. But. I'll let y'all get her side of it. Every day my baby daddy come here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing at McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids at McDonald's though? Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not finna sit here and make my other kids feel left out. And you're only bringing one child something. So hold on, let me let me just pause. I might have to pause a little bit throughout, but that's her talking in the beginning. He hasn't even gotten here yet. <laughs> She's like setting the, the, the scene, giving y'all 
I guess, letting you know what's about to happen. So he hasn't even pulled up yet. Then he starts to pull up. Looks like he's in a Chevy, some type of Chevy. Maybe, um, is that a Malibu? It's an old school looking, well, not all the way old school, but it's a, some type of Chevy he pulls up in. So now he's about to pull up and you'll hear the interaction with them. But she's just getting into it before he even gets there. 20 seconds, sec- 26 seconds in, he's not even there yet. But here we go. Eat. Look, there you go. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he don't even. I'm finna expose out of him so people can see how he really is. It ain't more than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. So he's walking up to the door. Yeah, still What's doesn't that? hear her. Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. So. When he pulls up, she's recording him. He's like, why are you recording me? And he's like, she's like, because I'm about to expose you. So let's continue on. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger? One burger, one fry? What he like. What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kid? Okay, so it looks like he has, um, I guess, a burger and fries. Can't tell what's in the bag, but it's a large cup. A large McDonald's. Uh, looks like maybe the orange soda, the orange drink. So, got him a nice size drink. Not sure what's in the bag though. What about your other kids? Young, that ain't my okay, but them your kids' siblings though. So what, so what are you talking about? What are you mad them about? Them my kids. Them your kids' siblings though. So what you? So mean? he finna. My other kids finna be left out. You didn't feed them. You know I don't get my food stamps to the seven. Lisa, how is that my problem? But if you're trying to help out though. You're not I'm helping not, out. I'm not trying to help. I'm trying to help my son. My but child. how are you helping your son when you're only getting care for, food for just him and not the other kids, his siblings? Lisa, you have them to, are his siblings, Lisa, though. He's not finna eat in front of all his other siblings if they're well, not eating at McDonald's. No, why do I got to put... Bring him out to the car. I'll let him No, eat no, I'll no. He's not finna eat that shit at all if you can't bring enough for everybody. Lisa, so you're telling me that I got to bring... So when I buy my, bring my son food, I got to bring your kids food too now? Yes. You sound dumb. So real quick, he's offering to bring the food or bring the kid out to the car to eat in the car. So it's not in front of the siblings. Also, his face is blurred out. So we can't see what he looks like or like we can't see her either. Just hear voices. How is that dumb? You sound dumb. You sound dumb. Where are they daddies at? Nobody told you to talk to mother. You had them other kids. They were your responsibility. They're not my responsibility. Okay, but if you're going to bring one, you need to bring it for all. How do that shit look that I'm letting one child eat McDonald's and all the rest of the kids can't eat no fucking McDonald's? So you know I get food stamps on the 11th. Three kids that ain't mine. Three kids that ain't mine. Yeah. Like? They're my, his siblings. You knew what you was getting into when you had a baby with me. No, the I did. Yes, you did. Hey, you, you, you expect me to take care of all the kids? They're not my kids. Okay, but you still had a baby with me who have kids what? with other people. I still have other kids. All right, he's asking why they're recording it. She's saying, you knew what you were getting into when you had a baby with me. We're going to get back to all that, but I just want you guys to pay attention to that point because I want to talk about that. In particular, her saying you knew what you were getting into. So let's re- resume. Because I'm exposing you. Everybody think you're such a motherfucking good daddy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're full of shit in this bullshit. You only come here with one piece of food for one child. The child that's mine, silly. So, no, that's dumb that you can't feed the other kids. Don't feed nobody at all. Then he can't had, take that. Shit. He said. can't eat it. Maybe if you had one or two, I can like, you know, maybe. You got it's four, it's three extra kids. What the? Do I like going to my account? 
spending money on those all those kids. Them, them, them not my kids. Them are your kids' siblings, though. But, Dumb. So that's, that's that's what you're gonna go with. That's the one you gonna. Those get. are your fucking kids' siblings. Yeah. So don't. No, I didn't say you have to take care of them. You can bring them something to eat if you bring one something to eat. I bring them food every other day. What do you mean? I'm exactly. But you don't never bring food for the other ones. Please you know I get my food stamps on they the eleven. Okay, Ain't but no I'm mind. saying we share the, the same is, kid you, you as have, well. Absolutely. So if you want to, if you, if you feel like a feel away about eating, take him in the room and let him. I'm not taking my kid or in the room. Send him down to the car. He ain't even got. He ain't gonna eat in front of his brother. He come right out to the car and eat with me. No, no. You know what? Fine. Give it here. Thank you. Give it here. Give it here. Give it here. Done. He ain't eating this. She just threw all the food on the ground. The sidewalk outside in that large orange drink. All of it. She she asked for it like she was gonna give it to the kid and just throws it on the ground. Which is littering, might I add, but man, trifling. Why the you just do that? Because you ain't bringing up for all the other kids. You stupid, stupid. Selfish is a like you're dumb as hell. You're dumb as hell. He's not finna eat that dumb. He's walking back to his car now. He's not finna do that. If you can't do it for all, don't do it for none of them. Buy stupid. He gets in the car. Thought I was finna take that shit today. Drive yeah, another thing for him today. No, he can't take it today. Lisa swear, Lisa swear she was uh she was doing her thing there. Lisa swear she was in the right. I actually think she was in the wrong. I think she is a hundred percent wrong in this situation. I think the baby daddy handled it the best he could in the turbulent environment, turbulent times he was in but there was a lot of debate for the most part people said lisa was wrong but of course there were certain people who said and i saw this from a couple people like if you bring food to the house you need to make sure it's food for everybody not just your kid and i can see the argument there because yes your kid eating that mcdonald's by himself in that house with those three other siblings there is going to make them jealous of him they're probably looking at him like vultures, ready to kill him. Might be getting bullied in that house. So I see that argument there. But the father, he offered to take the son out to the car, have him eat in the car. He did offer to even take him like to McDonald's to eat. And she was saying no to everything. So you can tell she's one of those women who uses their child as a weapon, um, as like a shield, as a way to get back at their baby daddy that they hate. She just sounded very bitter. Like she said she didn't get her food stamps until the 11th, which I don't know what that, I mean, I guess I do know what that has to do that she didn't have enough food, but why, if you don't have enough food in your house, why are you throwing away good food like that? Just to prove a point. I saw somebody say she could have took the hamburger and French fries inside and cut it up in four and split it, which is true, but I still, I guess she's, they're both like stuck in their, their principles there where he's like, no, my son should get this whole meal. And she's like, no, you should make sure it's enough for all my kids. Lisa seems like she's very hard to deal with. I also said if I was the father, the baby daddy there, I probably would have called child protective services because it's all on video. You see her denying her kid food there and for littering. I'd probably make sure you get a ticket off of that. But this has been like the biggest story on social media the past two days. And if you haven't seen the video, if you want to go watch it yourself, you can see it. It's not really a lot on the visual side. 
It's just, you know, his, his face is blurred out. They're outside the apartment. But it's just a very interesting situation because it was one of those things where everybody has an opinion. And I don't have kids, so maybe my opinion is not is invalid. But I just could never see myself in that situation acting like that. Um, if I had the food like that, I don't know if I would just... I don't know if I would bring... I think I've been in situations like that where maybe you're at like a babysitter's house or something or somebody else's house and somebody does drop off food for one of the kids there. So I don't think that part is out of the ordinary. But if she's already telling them that she doesn't have the proper funds to feed her kids, which maybe they had food in there, but it just wasn't like good enough like McDonald's food. And that's what she's talking about. But no matter what, I think who I feel... Bad for the most is all the kids, not just his son, but all four kids in that house. It just seems like they're not growing up in the proper loving environment. They're being probably taught bad habits, bad things. So I feel for the kids in that situation. That's what I always tell people, man. And this is the one thing I wanted to point out there because he said, um, she said, you knew what you were getting into when you when you slept with me. And he was like, no, I didn't. And I. I tell everybody this, man, you just got to, you got to know who you're sleeping with. You got to be more careful on who you lay down with, who you share your energy with, because a lot of these people are just not right. And I will say this, maybe he didn't know who he was gonna, who she was in the beginning. Maybe, maybe she did seem like a normal, regular, nice, understanding person. But I guarantee you there were some warning signs there in the beginning. She probably went off at one time on something. Maybe she yelled. But there was there had to be a warning sign. She just looks like the type of person that comes with a warning sign where, you know, you just know it might be a little drama at some point. And maybe the sex was just too good and he ignored it, which a lot of a lot of guys do. A lot of women do that, too, where y'all pick the wrong guys because you just enjoy the sex so much or the physical stuff. But. Normally, in these situations where you have somebody that's not good for you in the end and you you um, you look at them like, why did I ever sleep with them? There was probably some warning signs that you ignored. And I'm willing to bet that man ignored some warning signs with Lisa because there's just no way she didn't show any of this in the beginning. She looks like that type of person where this had to have come out at some point and he just probably ignored it. So I'm going to take her side and say, well, no, no. I think she's saying you knew what you were getting into with like me having three kids already. Which, yeah, he probably knew that, but maybe he didn't know the baby daddies weren't in the picture. Maybe he didn't know that they don't do nothing for their kids. These are all important questions you need to ask in the beginning when you're talking to somebody, especially if they have kids. You need to know the father's involvement. Does she still talk to the father? Are they on good terms? Are they still sexual with each other? Like, that stuff is all important to know because I'm sorry, if you still got good terms with the baby daddy and you guys are still seeing each other like that, I'm probably not even dealing with it. And if he's not in the picture, I'm probably going to assume that role and be that father figure to the kids. But then if we don't work out, I don't know if I'm required to be the father figure. So I guess if you're already in their life, which I'd like some backstory on that. Sure, we won't get it, but. How involved was he in these kids' lives when he was with her? Because he said he knew, like, that she had these kids, or she said that 
she had the kids, maybe one or two before they broke up. Like he, while they were together, she had these other kids. So I want to know how involved he was. Cause if he was very involved with them and acting like that father figure, I will say he probably should have gotten them some food. Now, if it was just a hit it and quit it situation, you got her pregnant by accident. I understand. You're just going to take care of your kid. Sad that the other guys are not taking care of their responsibility. And I saw a lot of people saying, why are you airing out the man who's doing his job and not the, the baby daddies who aren't doing anything for their sons, which, or their kids. I don't know if it's boys and girls or what, but that was a good point. Like, why are you going so hard on this guy when the other guys are clearly not doing what they should be doing? And he's the one being made to look like the bad guy when he's actually looking out for his kid. And he said he brought him food every other day. So I get his point there too, where that's a lot of money that adds up. If you're buying four kids food, three to four days a week, all valid points on his end. She didn't really have any valid points except the food stamp thing where I get it. Like if, if she's down and out, maybe you should look out for her. You know, you know, the food stamps ain't kicking in until the 11. Maybe be like, y'all, man, McDonald's. What up, What do you guys need? But it just seems like they're not on good enough terms to where he would even want to offer that. And that's not his obligation. A lot of people said that was his obligation. It's simply not. It's not his obligation. He only has one child to provide for, which he made clear in that video. But if you want to be nice, you could look out for the other ones. Because at the end of the day, the kids are the ones who are suffering. It's not Lisa. It's not him. It's not the baby daddies. It's the kids. So that's why I feel bad for them because everybody's going to be like, oh, well, their father should be doing it, but their fathers aren't doing it. So they're the ones who are really going to suffer at the end of the day. They're the ones who feel like they're neglected and they're going to grow up a certain way. So this is all stuff you got to think about when you have a baby with somebody who has other kids or when you get with somebody and marry somebody who has other kids. Like anytime there's other kids involved, you got to think about the kids, man. It's not just about you. It's not just about her. The kid, like, like he's, like she said, the son has siblings. So yeah, it's not your child, but it's still his siblings. It's still going to cause a lot of dissension in that house. So while I don't think he should have brought them anything, I do think in that situation, you got to think about the overall thing. And I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe not bringing the son anything at all or what, but I just feel bad for the kids, man. I mean, Lisa does not look like a good mother. And man, maybe he should just try to fight for custody of his child. Get his child out of that situation because... If your mom is going to throw your food on the ground like that and deny you food, man, you probably don't even need to be living with her. Hopefully this will reach the right people and we can have some stuff done about it. But it was just a sad situation. I was actually sad watching it, even replaying it on here. Just sad to see how this is how people are growing up and just makes me not want to have kids even more. And speaking of not wanting to have kids, Roe v. Wade was overturned last week. And I remember we had Damien on and we called Sarah and Sarah told us this was what was going to happen. I'm not going to lie. I did not think it would come to this. I did not think Roe v. Wade would get overturned, but it did get overturned. And it doesn't mean that abortion is completely legal, illegal in the, um, in the country. It's going to be by state. Now every state is going to have to decide whether they want 
abortion legal? How many months or how many weeks until it's illegal? And this is this is the main thing I want to tell people. Like, voting matters. As much as the woke people want to tell you voting doesn't matter, we are seeing right now how much voting matters. Um, Donald Trump, when he was a president, elected three Supreme Court justices um, up there. So they were the ones who were voting on his decision. I think it, they won six to three or something like that, how they overturned it. So him appointing those judges made a big difference. Then you have states like Mississippi and Alabama who are already saying they're going to ban abortion completely. Like not even 15 weeks ban completely. You got Florida, which July 1st, we're supposed to go to a 15 week ban where you can't have an abortion after 15 weeks. California said they're not participating. New York, of course, super liberal. They're not going to be down for this. So there are states that won't. But voting in your local elections, voting for your governor is going to dictate how your state is run because the governor has all the say on the abortion policy for the state. So when people say voting doesn't matter, I just don't understand where they're coming from with that. But if you're very passionate about this topic, you have to vote. Like, you should vote. If you don't vote, I don't want to hear it. And if you voted for Trump, I definitely don't want to hear it. If you voted for anybody Republican, I don't want to hear you complaining about abortion rights being taken away. Because you're part of the reason it's getting taken away. I know it's going to hurt some people to hear that, but it is what it is. And I'm going to say this. Like, I am pro-life. I've said it many times on here. But the way the pro-life side is acting, where they want to ban abortion completely they don't want to allow abortions in the cases of incest rape um your life is in danger this is the type of stuff where i'm like i can't support the abortion bill i can't support the right wing on these issues because i don't agree with that stuff so i feel like i'm mo- I'm, I'm moving more maybe to the left on this issue where I don't know if the right will ever get my vote on abortion because of all the things that they don't want to include in it. Not to mention my biggest issue. And this is where they really piss me off on the Republican side. Everybody wants these women to have the babies. Even I want them to have the babies, but I I agree or I admit you can't tell women to bring a baby into a world and then say we're not going to provide any assistance for you to take care of this baby. Or when the baby goes into foster care, we're not going to help you with that either. That's why I'm like, man, I, I just can't get down with the whole pro-life movement right now because there's no alternatives you guys are offering to these women if they give their baby up for adoption, if they have the babies and they can't take care of it. We just saw the video with Lisa with three other kids who can't eat because her food stamps ain't hitting to the... The 11th, that's one of those situations where people are going to be like, oh, you should have got the abortions in. But also she had her babies and now she's struggling to take care of them. So you kind of see how it affects the kids. And it's like I said, it's not the parents who are who are the ones that get affected by this. It's always the kids. And that's why I'm agreeing with the left on the um, abortion rights, the anti the what is it? Yeah, the abortion rights. Because I feel like until we can say that we are going to provide the necessary tools and um, amenities for these women to take care of the kids or the foster care system to work properly, 
There's just no way that we can tell them that they have to have a baby when we're not helping them with that baby. And I think I heard somebody say like that the foster care system is like 400, was it 400,000 kids in foster care? That's an insane amount of kids in foster care. And then you got the white Republicans out here who are saying, we'll adopt your baby. Don't abort your baby. Meanwhile, there's 400,000 kids in foster care that they want nothing to do with. So until we get those issues resolved, I'm sorry. I just cannot be on the side of the right wing anti-abortion side. I'm still pro-life at heart, but I can't make the argument. I can't make a sound argument for it at this time. So take with that what you want, but we have to do something about the kids. It's always about the kids to me. We bring kids into this world and we don't really help them. We don't provide what they need to be successful, to survive in this world. And it's sad. And, you know, we had the Uvalde school shooting recently. Might've been like almost a month now where 19 kids were murdered. And I think it was a a teacher or it might've been two teachers, I believe killed by a gunman. And I've held off on talking about that just because like the last episode I had Domain and Mike on here, Jarvez. I I don't know if I could have had the, the proper conversation on that one, but it is interesting to me that they're more concerned with like taking away the abortion rights than taking away AR-15s. Like the guns that kill the kids, they don't care about taking away, but they want to force women to have these kids that they are not going to protect in this world from instances like school shootings and, you know, depression and all these other things they go through. Um, kids growing up being bullied, like so many different things. And that school shooting, man, that one hurt because the police took like 50 minutes or something to go in there. I've It's been like a month. So I've kind of forgot a lot of the details, but I'll give it up to the daily. Y'all know I love that podcast. They did a complete breakdown of that whole incident and the response times on everything. And then it was really good. So a couple of things that they said that I'll clear up for you. When the gunman crashed his car, they said the police, originally people were saying the police were there already in shooting. They said, no, that was not the case. He went in the school through a back door that I believe was left unlocked by a teacher. They had opened the door. You know how they open the door sometimes and put like a thing underneath to keep it open. I think that's what the situation was. He had walked in there and he started shooting or whatever. And they said the police arrived, I want to say two or three minutes after that. And that's when they started shooting. And I think it was three officers. He shot at them. They got scared and backed off because they said they didn't have the necessary equipment to go at his gun. He had the AR-15. They probably had their little handguns, which... It's not going to do much, but that just shows you how ridiculous it is when we have police retreating. And somebody made a good point about this. We have police retreating from a trained, wait, trained police retreating from an untrained shooter. And the untrained shooter has better guns than the trained police. Just let that marinate for a second. So then after that, they're like calling for backup and stuff. And then I guess there was a couple um, waiting in the hallway and they're hearing like the shots and stuff. 
And then they claimed they couldn't go in because the door was locked. But then we found out the door wasn't really locked to the classroom. So he was going in. He went in the classroom, went back and forth between two classrooms through a bathroom that was connected to him. So the police are out there waiting. They claim they're waiting for like their shields and their bulletproof vests and all this backup to arrive, which we found out they actually got funding for these bulletproof vests and stuff that they didn't even have with them. But then I heard they had some type of, maybe it was the ballistic shields they needed, but they, I'm pretty sure they already had the bulletproof vests with them, but they were still scared to go in there. And it wasn't until like, um, what was it? The border patrol agents showed up. They went in, but apparently they're saying this door was like unlocked the whole time. So they could just open the door, went in there, confronted the gunman. They didn't do it. it. They just look really bad in this situation. Anybody who says blue lives matter, you got to shut up for at least, at least the rest of this year. I was going to say a month, but a month's not long enough. You guys got to shut up for a while. You got to take your flags down. We just don't want to hear it anymore. Because blue lives matter so much that they worried about their lives more than these kids' lives. Even though you take an oath to put your life on the line, they didn't want to do that. So y'all got to stop with blue lives matter. We ain't rocking with that right now. And yeah, please, they just look shook out there. RIP to everybody whose lives were lost in that shooting. All the kids, all the innocent kids, the teachers, prayers with all the families. Um... A sad thing I saw was a there was a kid on the phone, man, who was like giving they called 911 like five times. And each time they're telling me, hey, three people have been shot. And they call back like five minutes later, eight people like they're giving them updates and the police still won't go in there and help them. And it's just it was just very heartbreaking. And then I guess they said um, the teacher. The teacher who died. I believe they said something about. She had called her husband and told him like she had been shot. And then the husband tried to go in there and save her. And they like tackled him and took his gun away, like his own police officer. So just a lot of sad little stories coming out of that whole situation, man. And then the poor kids they talked about. It was a true American tragedy. And I don't know if anything will ever be done about it. We had um, Sandy Hook that happened. Still didn't have anything done there. So hopefully the, the gun laws will change, but I'm not holding my breath on any of that. The United States has let me down so many times. Um, let's move on. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't really know much about that story, but I had listened to the Daily's podcast about it, and then I watched her interview. Apparently... There's a lot of domestic violence going on between those two. A lot of people side with Johnny Depp. They said Amber Heard was the in the wrong. I watched her interview on Dateline. She didn't look believable. But, I mean, Johnny Depp also sounded like he was probably abusive, too. So that one I can't really call it. There's just so much going on in the world right now. The whole Deshaun Watson story. Like, he's accused of, what, sexually, being sexually inappropriate with, like, 40 masseuse fam like when you got or is it 60 it's an insane number where it's like you got to go to that many massage therapists and then it's so many that i can't even read the details on all of them because it's just too much to go through with that one i don't even know all the information on it so i'll probably hold off on giving an opinion on that one it's just wild he's just acting wild if you need that many happy endings fam like 
And you got a girlfriend this whole time. So you probably should just lay low. Maybe if you wanted a couple side pieces, do that. But why do you have to go to a massage therapist or a massage person to get that? That's kind of wild to me. That you had to, you had to go to a massage person to do all the sexual stuff that you probably could have paid somebody to do. Not like paid for like massage, but like I just learned the other day watching the Joe Budden podcast. They said a lot of the IG models have a price. Like you can pay them and they'll do this stuff for you. So. I don't know. It's kind of weird how Deshaun was acting in that situation. I'm going to bounce around, too. I have a whole bunch of topics. RIP to the rapper Trouble, who was shot and killed in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. He was at a woman's house who had recently broken up with her boyfriend, probably like a week before. But the boyfriend was crazy, like domestic violence. Apparently, he had broken her nose or punched her in the nose the week before this. And she didn't report it. So Trouble is at the house in the bed with her. He shows up. They get into a fight. He ends up shooting Trouble. And, man, I had a lot to say about this one. I have a lot I really want to talk about. I've seen a lot of opinions. The argument with this one was, was the woman wrong for not telling Trouble about the ex-boyfriend? People were like, no, she didn't know he was going to do all that, blah, blah, blah. But I'll say this, like, This is part of that vetting process, man. When you deal with anybody, you have to ask just about like prior relationships. If there's an ex that they were dealing with, you got to ask some questions about that ex. You want to know how long ago were they messing with each other? Was he ever violent? Like these are just questions you need to know for your own safety because I don't think she's wrong for moving on, but I do think she put Trouble's life in danger by not revealing to him that the ex was violent with her. Maybe she did. And maybe we just don't know, you know, we, we'll probably never get that answer. Cause he might've known and still went over there, but just in general, I think women need to tell men about their exes, especially if these guys are crazy or violent, because a lot of times I feel like women have these crazy stalkerish, violent exes and they downplay it. They'll be like, oh, no, 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 he's not that bad. Like, they won't even, like, tell the guy, oh, this guy hit me before. Like, they'll just downplay the whole situation. And the guy, if you tell them that, we're going to be like, whoa, we're staying away. For the most part. I will. I don't know about some of these other guys. But if you tell me that, I'm not even dealing with it because it's not worth the drama. And quick story. I'll tell you a story about back in the day. So about 2009. I had met this girl and I went on a date with her. It was actually an interesting day. I went on two dates in one day. Um, So on my second date, I'm at the bowling alley with this girl. We go bowling. And then she's like, do you want to go back to my place? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm willing to find out. So (laughs) I go back to her apartment. This is in Orlando. We go upstairs. We're just watching TV. We're hanging out. Ain't even no physical stuff going on at this point. Like, we're just chilling, vibing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even, I guess I was thinking, you know, maybe something might happen, but I was just kind of, you know, going with the flow, playing it by ear. So I didn't get that vibe yet that something could go down. So we're just chilling, watching TV, and all of a sudden, her phone rings or a text. It was either a text or a call. I can't remember now. It was so long ago, but she, it might have been a text. 
Might have a text. She looks at the phone, and then she's like, she looks at me like shocked, and I'm just looking at her like, "Damn girl, you alright? Like you saw a ghost? What's up?" And she's like, "Oh my god, my ex boyfriend is on his way here right now," and I'm like, "Oh, excuse me, your ex boyfriend's on his way? What kind of situation y'all got going on?" So you know, at this point, I'm like, "Well, you know what? Let me get up and get my ass out of here before he gets here, because you know I don't want no problems." And then as I get up to walk out the door, she's like, oh, no, no. He's about to be here like right now, any minute. You can't go out that door because if he sees you, he's going to want to fight. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I ain't even ready for none of this action. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? So I can't leave. He's on his way. Oh, and did I mention he plays for the UCF football team? So I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. So it's a big old muscle dude probably about to come over here and beat my ass for no reason because I'm just an innocent bystander. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck, how, how am I getting out of this situation? So then she like grabs me and she's like, hey, you got to go hide in the closet. Takes me over to the room, puts me in the closet. Like this is truly like the R. Kelly. And I, we'll talk about R. Kelly in a minute, but this is like that trapped in the closet. So I'm in the closet and I just sit down. So, all right, I might be in here for a while. Let me get comfortable. She's like, all right, I'm going to go outside and talk to him. So she goes outside and talks to him. I don't even know what the fuck he was there for, bro. Like, this is this, this is why. So I'm just sitting in the closet, probably a good 10 to 15 minutes. And all I can think is, please don't have him come in here. Because if he comes in the room, like, what if he's trying to have sex with her or something? I'm like, if he comes in this room and I'm in this closet and he knows, like, it could get ugly. Like, I've never been in this situation before where I'm at somebody's house and a dude shows up. Like, I didn't know what to do. I thought my life was about to end. Who knows? Like, he might have had a gun. Like, there's just so many things that could happen to me. And I'm an innocent bystander. I'm on a date at a bowling alley, and I just go back to her house thinking it's going to be normal. So anyways, I sit in the closet for like 15 minutes. He finally leaves. She comes back and gets me. She's like, all right, he's gone. You can leave now. I think she might even see. I tried to get me to hang out some more. I said, oh, hell no. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I get, I leave. Like, I wasn't even staying no more. So I leave. I get in my car. I buck. I think I went over straight to Zane's house. Zane and Damien. I went straight to their place. I said, I got to tell them this wild ass story. So I tell them the story. And they're like, why didn't you call us for help? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't think about it. I didn't even know where I was. Like, And this was the days back in the day where I don't even know if they had GPS where you could just ping a location. So I say all that to say, she didn't even tell me about the severity of this relationship. Come to find out later on. It was her ex, but I think they were still messing around. Like, she still was driving his car. So, obviously, he felt like he had some type of control over her still. And it was just a wild situation because I feel like I was put in a situation that was dangerous, and I had no idea. And, you know what? I blame partly myself because I didn't vet this situation. And that was a learning experience for me where it's like, yo, you got to vet. You got to vet the exes, man. You got to find out what's going on. And, uh, I mean, rule number one, now that I'm older... You don't really go to a woman's house that you don't know like that. That was probably where I made my first mistake. I went to her house, her apartment or whatever. Didn't even know much about her at the time. And after that, we know we, we talked a little here and there, but it was just never the same. I was like, look, you're not worth dying over. So I was like, you're never coming to my house. You're never seeing where our, our, my mom lives. Cause at that point I lived with my mom. I was like, look, you put my life at risk. There was another couple of times where she was like, Oh, he's, He's out of town. UCF's playing a away game. And I'm like, mm -mm, I don't trust this. 
he might have people looking out for him. Like, I think he was one of those dudes where he probably had other people looking, making sure she wasn't with nobody. Like, it was just wild, man. So when I saw the trouble situation, I automatically thought back to this. And it was just like, damn, bro. Like, I see how women put dudes' lives in danger without thinking that they're doing it. And they just downplay the situation. <laughs> Nothing. He's innocent. Or he's he wouldn't hurt anybody. And then, you know, the dude... You end up dying, losing your life over some bullshit like that. So, man, RIP trouble, man. You hate to see somebody get shot like that or get killed over a woman. Guys, be careful about who you deal with. Never bring a woman to your house first time meeting. I know hotels are expensive, so you don't always want to take them there. I don't know what to really tell y'all. Maybe just take it to the car if you got to, but just be careful out here, man, because a lot of women got some jealous exes even a lot of um men got jealous exes that are women like you just never know so everybody be careful oh speaking of all this like the trouble situation and the uvaldi situation i want to play a song i'm gonna play this song by homeboy sandman this song is dope it's called gun control but it's got like a um unique way that they did it so a little backstory homeboy sandman had to do i guess a contest where he was submitting like they gave him a beat and he had to rap over the beat so i guess he had to make like his own song and when he got the beat he hears like the gun noise the clicking of the gun in it and he's like i can't rap over this beat because you know we're losing so many innocent lives are lost to gun violence like i refuse to rap over this but he had to do it for the contest. So he ends up saying, you know what? I'll rap over the beat, but I'm going to make a different type of song to it. So he makes this song called Gun Control. And I just think it's a very um, great concept, the way he came up with this. So I wanted to play it because it kind of relates to all the violence going on in the world. And um, we'll come back in a, in a little bit. Let's play Homeboy Sandman Gun Control. What up, this homeboy Sandman? Yo, I got the beat that you sent me, and the beat is cool, but it's got a gun in, a gun noise in it. And I don't really go for that at all, too much, at all. So can we have that taken out? Yeah, I know we gotta use the beat that you sent, but it's not that I don't wanna use the beat, it's just that I don't wanna have a gun noise in any of my songs, cause I don't like guns. For the record, I'd rather was spin a ock Then hop up on the record with the trigger cock It made me think of the itchy fingers of killer cops Make me think of the brutal killers of Big and Pac I don't care if I win a tenth of a mill or not Fuck the filler, I'm spilling the feelings that I really got Don't say I hopped on my high horse, well giddy up They done gave me up Am I supposed to diddy bop? Giddy when Sean caught 50 shots and biddies Cower under millies while they pray to God Don't leave them, relieve them from they heaving Digging in they crotch and pleading Don't let the demon leave no semen for the suave Skeet in the CD might leave a fetus without a pop Who threaten a pop, they heat a force's penis in their moms I can the evil that lead to so many songs And screaming repeatedly be featured in so many songs God back, another record where they squeezing I say they tryna make it easy the cats don't ever believe me You ever wonder why they cock back And make a record while they squeeze it I think they tryna make it easy The cats don't ever believe me Whoa Before burners we shot five Really had to be a tough guy before shots fly I mean shots flow 
For every coward got to stand behind his own toe We stood on our own toe Now it's no schools, run by these no cones Loose lotus is total, the high shoulders is so cold Run to your computers, load up your pro tools With clips of clips being loaded, unload on your whole tone I can't do it, it's local to include it When brown humans is dumped in basura With skulls exuding the white meat Red sea secret the white tees I'm trying to do the right thing, kinda like Spike Lee Nick, what it do to your psyche? Seen a melon looking like a melted cherry Italian icy I'm not sure how much longer I can say it politely We're talking taking life is not to be taken lightly Cut back Another record where they squeezing I say they trying to make it easy The cats don't ever believe me You ever wonder why they cock back And make a record while they squeezing I think they trying to make it easy The cats don't ever believe me Whoa I don't hear no gunshots in pop songs I hear a lot of gunshots in hip hop songs Which make it obvious that something has gone wrong And also make it obvious that something else goes on It's only tracks associated with blacks You're gonna come across these constant clicks and clacks The consequence is sick and sad We all take it for a ride Six flags The major players is here to take They're not here to give You hear these records playing While you're laying in your crib If different iron is firing Every time you're lit Sin conclusion is the illusion That's how we live Which means your little tyke Is more likely to live it Which make it that much more likely He's ended up in prison Cause selling records Ain't the only way they pay Fact it's nothing next to the cake Off the legally enslaved Peace Cut back Another record where they squeezing I say they tryna make it easy The cats don't ever believe me You ever wonder why they cock back And make a record while they squeeze it I think they tryna make it easy The cats don't ever believe me Whoa. That was Homeboy Sandman Gun Control I love how he just flipped it And made it a song about something totally different and just took what was in the beat and made a song around that. Just a very clever idea by him. But we have so much gun violence going on right now, man. It's just sad the way this world is going. It looks like we're heading towards, I don't even know, just death and destruction. It just looks so bad every day. Arguing, Roe v. Wade, school shootings. A lot of rappers keep dying, man. Like, trouble died. Um... Rest in peace, FBG Cash. That was another one that said um, he was a member of the FBG Collective. You know, FBG Duck I've talked about on here before who died in 2020. FBG Cash now is the latest one to die from that group. And it's just sad because I've seen interviews with him where he, he talked about, you know, moving the right way and not getting caught up like that. And he still, you know, ends up dying that way where he was saying, you know, it won't happen to me. He's in a car talking to a woman. Again, you're with a woman. I think it was like 6 in the morning, talking to a woman in a car, and somebody pulls up and just fires shots, and he gets hit. And they say he returned fire, but, you know, he lost his life in that instance. So who knows if he was set up by her or if it was just, you know, somebody after him because he did make a lot of diss songs about the people they were beefing with. So we don't know what caused it, but being out at six in the morning in a car with a woman in Chicago, like you got to just watch. Everybody had to be more careful about how you're moving around these days because there's a lot of people out here trying to catch you slipping. So 
if you don't really have to be out super late, I wouldn't do it. And if you are out super late, you shouldn't just be sitting in a car because there's a lot of people trying to rob and stuff and looking, trying to catch a lick. So be careful out there, everybody. Um, oh, I wanted to get right back. I want to talk about that baby mama, baby daddy thing what, real quick because I forgot to mention this with the whole instance of bringing the food over. Poor McDonald's is they catching mad strays in this. Everybody's saying McDonald's need to step in and do something because it was McDonald's that he brought. So I'm like, damn, McDonald's catching strays. But hopefully they, if I was McDonald's, I'd turn that around into some smart marketing. Like they got to get a tweet off about that or something or offer some food for the family. Like they, McDonald's got to find a way to spin this in their favor. That's what I would do. Definitely would do that. Um, what else do we have to get to? I'm going to stay as long as I need to with these topics. The only topic I probably won't cover today is the Rolling Stones top what, top 200 or whatever. I can't do that one today. That's going to take too much time, but I am going to catch, I'm going to catch up on all these other topics. Lori Harvey broke up with Michael B. Jordan. And I saw a lot of dudes in their feelings over this one. And I'm sorry, y'all got to let this one go. Everybody was mad because they're like, well, Future did the same thing because Lori Harvey, if you don't know who she is, Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. And she's known to date a lot of like famous guys. And then she kind of breaks up with them and moves on. So everybody's mad like, oh, Future could do it. Why can't Lori or if Future does it and he gets he gets heck for it, like he gets a lot of he catches heat for it. Why don't we get on Lori Harvey about it? Blah, blah, blah. We were teaching our daughters the wrong way. Fam, Future is damn near 40 years old acting like this. Lori Harvey is a 25-year-old woman who was dating a 35-year-old Michael B. Jordan. His ass thought he was going to get a 25-year-old woman to settle down and want to get married. And Lori was like, uh-uh, I'm still out here living my best life. It is summertime. I'm doing me. And she broke up with him because he didn't want to commit or she didn't want to commit to marriage. And people are mad at her for being 25 and wanting to enjoy your life and your freedom, which I get it. I'm, I'm 30, 39 when y'all hear this, and I'm still enjoying my life. I'm not committing to nobody. So I can't get too mad at Lori, but for y'all to expect a 25-year-old woman to be wanting to settle down, I'm sorry. Those days are over. I don't think anybody should get married until they're at least 30 anyways. So, yeah, y'all got to let that one go. You can't compare her to Future because Future, first of all, Future is known for just being toxic and doing women dirty. We haven't really heard much about how Lori treats these guys besides breaking up with them. We don't know if she's cheating on them and being bad with them and stuff, like, or be, being a bad person. Like, we don't know that about Lori Harvey. So, I think it's unfair to give her the Future comparisons. What she's doing is just treating these guys like these guys treat women, and uh, guys can't handle that. And we've talked about this before where, all these guys or yeah, all these guys say they want to be one way. But when we say, what about a woman acting like that? Oh, no, no, no. We don't want them to act like that. So that's all this is, is Lori doing what guys do and guys can't handle it. I say, Lori, you keep doing your thing. You're 25, live your life. And when you're ready to settle down, you settle down. If you never want to settle down, that's fine too. But nobody's forcing you to get married. Like don't do it because these people want you to get married. Who cares what they think? Let's move on to the Chrisleys. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, Chrisley Knows Best. 
Man, I used to love that show. When I used to travel, I would watch Chris Lee Knows Best in my hotel room all the time. And people were like, oh, why are you watching that show? It's a girl show. I feel like anytime I watch reality TV, I always catch crap for it. Which, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Let me just finish this. I'm going to get to that part in a minute because I want to I wanna double back on um, something I said on the Life Talk episode. But we'll get right back to that. But Chris Lee Knows Best, he's a guy, a white man from Atlanta. He has a family, a wife and kids. And this guy just came out of nowhere. Todd Chrisley's his name. Came out of nowhere with his own reality show. And then built this whole empire. We, like, the funniest thing is I used to watch the reality show. I'm, I don't even know what this man does. How's he rich? Like, I was like, where did he get money from? And how did he get a reality show? It just came from nowhere. And then they were like, oh, he's a fashion designer. I've never seen his store. His, I've never seen his clothes in one store ever. But that's the story they were like selling on the show. So come to find out, this guy got rich off of taking mad loans and he owed the IRS so much money and tax evasion and tax fraud. He ended up doing all that stuff. So they came after him because, you know, when you owe the IRS money, one thing, sir, one thing's for sure. They're going to come after you for that money. So they came after Ty Chrisley. He was found guilty of tax fraud or bank fraud and tax evasion. He could face up to 30 years in prison. I don't even know if his wife is going to get the same amount, but I know he's not, it's not looking good. They're about to give this man R. Kelly numbers. We'll get to that in a minute too. But yeah, it's just wild, man. Cause I watched this show and I thought this man really had money like that. And he was just finessing and scamming. And I guess it just goes to show, I guess, you know, what they call what they call white collar crime. Cause I guess white people do do these types of crimes and they go to jail for them and, yeah, they usually don't play when you mess with the government's money. Because, like, Bernie Madoff and all these people, like, um, even, uh, was it R. Kelly? No, Wesley Snipes, he had, like, a tax tax fraud type of thing. So, yeah, when it's tax-related, always pay your taxes because they will send you to jail for that. And Todd Chrisley, it's not looking good for him right now. We'll keep an eye on what happens with that. Um, I also saw an article about Post Malone saying that he smokes 40 to 45 cigarettes a day. And he smoked up to 80 cigarettes in one day. That's insane. That's insane. And um, God bless him. Man. His, I hope his life lasts long, but he's not on the, the right track doing that. First of all, cigarettes, people still smoke cigarettes. I feel like cigarettes are kind of out of style. I feel like everybody's on those vapes now, but yeah, damn, that's a lot of cigarettes, man. Because a pack is like 12, I think. Or maybe it's 20. I don't know. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. But 40 to 45 a day is insane. Have you ever kissed, have you ever kissed somebody who smokes cigarettes? That is like the worst taste ever. Kissing, kissing a smoker is, oh my God. They used to have a joke in the 90s. Like it was like kissing an ashtray. I, I kid you not. It feels just like that. So I feel sorry for the women he's dealing with. But, you know, some people could put up with it. I can't. I like a fresh breath. Um, What else do we have to talk about? Oh, oh, yeah, I got to. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I said I was going to get to this other thing. So let me not forget. So, yeah, I, I was saying people used to get on me for watching the Chris Lee reality show. And I wanted to talk about this because last week, or two weeks ago, whenever I did that last podcast, I had the life talk episode, just talking about my life and stuff and just frustrated. I was just real frustrated with a lot of stuff going on. 
lot of people that I feel like making fun of me all the time for stupid things or just, I feel like I get made fun of just for being myself a lot of times. And I think that's why I resonate a lot with like the LGBTQIA community because those people, it feels like they don't, they feel like they can't be themselves. They're always somebody like making fun of them or, you know, just making them feel like they can't act like how they want to act. So me, like when I watch reality TV or real housewives and all this, everybody's like looking at me a certain way. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. That's not manly or all this stuff. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to live my life how I want to live my life. But I, I resonate with them because I know how hard it is to just be yourself. And I feel like my whole life I've had to fight to be myself. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Like, yo, I really got to defend Every little thing I do, every little thing I like. And that's why, man, I'm, I look at them. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. I, I get what it feels like. Maybe not all the way because I'm not. I don't feel like I can't walk out in public and be myself. But like with my friends, I feel like I get critiqued on every little thing. And I was just frustrated with it last episode. So I, I had to let some of that out. And. I wanted to make that point because I didn't make that point last episode where it's like, yo, I really feel like I've had to fight just to be myself. And it's like, we got to get to a world, a place in this world where people can be themselves unbothered and nobody's like trying to change them or tell them they're wrong for how they feel or how they act. If you watch a certain show, you listen to certain music, like you shouldn't have to be that type of person where you're like, well, I like this because and having to explain yourself. I do this because like, no, we got to get to a point where you don't feel like that. And speaking of all that, this um, is going to be the last day of pride month. So I want to bring up something I watched and this will tie into everything. I was watching a special on ABC about like the LGBT community. This is probably like two or three weeks ago. And it was something that I had, I'd never seen before. Like there was, um, I don't even know the state it was in. But there was a school. There was a special school that like kids who were bullied in their regular school or who didn't feel like who felt out of place in their school. Most of them are like LGBTQ, but they all were able to go to this school where they were able to just be themselves and didn't have to worry about being bullied. And they didn't have to worry about like, you know, those suicidal thoughts that maybe some of these kids have in these schools because they don't feel like they can be themselves. They can't take it anymore, how they feel. And I just thought this was the dopest idea, like to have some type of like alternative school, not only for LGBTQ kids, but just kids in general, kids who are bullied for how they look or how they dress or kids who are depressed, you know, just kids who are going through things and they probably struggle at a regular school. I feel like every city should have like an alternative school for kids like that who just don't fit in at a regular school and they can go to this school where they're not judged and looked down upon and treated a certain way. Cause the only schools we have like that now for kids are like the bad schools where if you have behavioral problems, you got to go. But when I saw this special, I was like, yo, we need more schools like this where kids feel accepted and Maybe it would just make this world better. We'd probably have the suicide rate a lot lower among kids because a lot of these kids kill themselves because they just have a tough time at school. So when I, when I saw that special, it just made me think, man, that would be a dope idea if we could get that in every state, every city, 
just one type of school where you can go to if you're having problems at your other school. Not like you're bad and fighting and all that, but just problems where you don't fit in. You don't feel like you fit in. And then especially for like LGBTQ, like, you know, those types of people should be able to go to that type of school. If they don't want to go to a regular school, you should have the option. But I just thought that would be a really good idea. So shout out to ABC for that special they did. And, you know, we'll do more life talk on the state of the Jared, which will probably be in the next week or two. I'm going to Vegas next Saturday, July 9th. So we gone for nine days. I'll probably throw like a throwback episode up during that time, but you won't have like a normal podcast for me. I'll try to get one out before I go to Vegas, but not going to hold you these last this couple months. It's been tough to be consistent with the podcast just because, you know what, some days I feel like doing it, some days I don't, but I thought today was a good day to do it just because my birthday is coming up. And I was like, you know what, let me let me just give something, a present to myself, because I like doing podcasts, but then, you know, just the motivation is not always there. But today I had that motivation, and yeah, it was a little down the last episode, so I wanted to come back with some topics and just do like a normal episode. But sometimes you got to give it a little life talks too. Let people know what's going on in your life. And I've just done a lot of reflecting over that past couple of weeks and just thinking about friendships and people and certain things that I'm walking away from at 39 and just treating things differently, situations differently. So it, I've really had a good time reflecting on everything and thinking about everything. And I think it's been very beneficial. And just being open-minded, man, to everything in the world. I think that's the problem with this world. We don't look at everything with an open mind. We're very judgmental of others. Just let people be themselves. That's the biggest thing I can say. Even me, like I, I look at certain jokes I'll make about like friends. I'm like, yo, was that the right thing to say? Maybe not. Maybe it was. I don't know. I was watching Hoda and Jenna last week and Hoda made a great point where she was like, if everybody's not laughing at the joke, then the, it wasn't the right joke. Like you're, then it wasn't funny. If everybody's not laughing, then it wasn't funny. You're probably offending somebody if everybody's not laughing. So that's one of those things I'm going to look at in the future where it's like when I make my little jokes with people, I look at the reactions. And if you're not laughing, if I don't see you're enjoying it, I'm probably going to apologize or not make that joke anymore. Like I'm just trying to change how I treat people because I'm not perfect either. And I'm sure I've said things to people that could be taken that way. But it's just a learning experience. And as long as you're learning and growing, that's all that matters. Somebody who needs to learn now and grow. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is expecting his ninth child. A lot of people were mad about this. Um, I think the issue with Nick Cannon having so many kids, he has the resources to take care of the kids, but I don't think he has enough time to spend with all the kids. I don't even think all the kids live in one area. I think he has to like go back and forth from Cali to New York a lot. So that worries me with the kids not growing up with a father in the house consistently. Yeah, you can fly to them. You can fly them out. But not being there all the time makes a difference. I try to tell my friends this. If you're not in that house all the time, it's going to have an impact on these kids growing up. FaceTime is cool, but it's not the same as being there. So that worries me about Nick Cannon with all the kids he's having. I'm not mad at him wanting to have all these kids, but just I worry about the kids getting enough attention. That's the biggest thing I'm worried about. Um, did y'all see the NBA draft last week? 
I know we had like a lot of draft talk when Domaine and Jarvez were here. They they spent their own segment on it. I, I just sat back and watched. Domaine said he liked Paulo from the beginning. Paulo went first. Paulo Boncaro went first to the Orlando Magic. The Magic fans seemed to like it, but it was just a swerve over there where like we thought Jabari Smith was going to the Magic and they ended up going Paulo. Threw everybody off. I was not expecting that. I thought the Blazers would trade, hoping we were going to get OG Ananobi, but at the Closer we got to the draft, I said, you know what? Shaden Sharp is probably who we need to get. We ended up drafting him, so I'm very happy with that pick. When I look at his highlights, he reminds me a lot of Brandon Roy, the way he plays. Just a very smooth game. Very athletic, too. A much more athletic Brandon Roy, but just a lot of smoothness to his game. I don't know if he's the leader that Brandon Roy, that Brandon Roy was, because Brandon Roy was quite a leader. I mean, the infamous story of him putting Zach Randolph in check and yelling at him and just telling people, yo, we're not doing this here, like, I don't know if Sharp has that in him. He seems very quiet, very soft-spoken, but the physical stuff is there. Like He looks like he's going to be the, the real deal. I look forward to watching him when I go to Vegas for NBA Summer League next week, or in two weeks, and we drafted Jabari Walker in the second round. Samaki Walker's son, 6'9", forward from Colorado. He can shoot it, can put it on the ground a little bit, and a little defense and rebounding. So it looks like a solid potential backup Power forward for us. Look forward to watching him play in Summer League 2. Beyonce has a new song. And Drake has a new album. The Drake album, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but there's a couple songs on there I like. I like that song, Sticky, a lot. But Beyonce, this Break My Soul, let me tell you, this might be my song of the summer. This is like my anthem. This new Beyonce goes hard. I should have bought it, but I'm waiting for the whole album. They said her album's dropping July 29th, Renaissance Act 1. But this break my soul. Everybody seems like they're doing a 90s dance vibe now. I guess that's the new thing. And this song is dope, man. It's just very positive, very uplifting. Whenever you're feeling down, man, you let this thing play, boy. Beyonce, she sure knows how to, like, set the tone. Like, I like what Drake did, but I just don't think he did it at the level that Beyonce is doing it. So this Break My Soul has a... Um, she sampled something, but I don't know the song. This thing go hard. I'm only going to play a little bit. Shout out to Queen B. song of the summer man it's just so catchy the beat i'm ready to dance this summer too i ain't gonna lie too many people on the wall maybe that's why we got so much violence in this country nobody's dancing anymore get your ass off the wall Yeah, we got to get back to dancing. Remember dance battles in the 90s? We got to get back to all that, man. Positivity. Each one, teach one. Love your brother. Thank you, Beyonce. 
Thank you, Beyonce. We needed that. Shout out to Drake, too, though, because, I mean, I know a lot of people are trashing the Drake album. It's not for everybody. I haven't even listened to the whole thing yet, but that's sticky. That's sticky. I'm still not pausing. We still got one more day left in June. Sticky's, sticky might be my uh, second second song of the summer. I'll play a little bit of that for y'all, too. This is off Drake's Honestly Nevermind album. This shit goes hard, too. Give me a Baltimore club vibe on the chorus. Yeah, I like this, man. This and the, the song with 21 Savage are pretty good. I'm going to give the whole album a listen at some point, but I just haven't been there yet. I was listening to a lot of Griselda lately, though. I like Griselda. I'm going to play uh, Bandy Butcher on the way out. But I just want to give you a little taste of the Beyonce and the Drake. What else do we have? Andrew Schultz made a bad joke. Joe Budden and them were killing Andrew Schultz for a joke he made about Juneteenth. I ain't gonna lie. When white people talk about like Juneteenth and stuff and make jokes, I I cringe a little bit. I don't really like the racial jokes. If it's going at like something with history, like historic stuff, especially like slavery, I think white people got to sit that out. And I'm not the biggest Schultz fan. Y'all have heard me talk about like that on here before. I honestly don't think Andrew Schultz is that funny. I, I listen to Brilliant Idiots, but it's mostly for Charlemagne. Don't think Schultz is that funny, but that joke I didn't think was great. I don't know if I'm going to cancel him for it. I don't think it's a cancelable thing because Joe Budden and him have probably done just as much or said just as much bad stuff. So I just, I, I hate when you point fingers, but I mean, I cringed a little bit when I heard the joke. Didn't think it was a good joke. The crowd laughed, but sometimes people laugh because they're uncomfortable. And, um, yeah, I, I'm interested to listen to Brilliant Idiots if they're on this week to see if uh, Schultz addresses that. We'll see. Um, oh, there's so much breaking news before I even came on here today. So R. Kelly, R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison today um, for, I guess, the stuff with the minors. I've really, he has so many charges that I'm not even sure what he was, what he was found guilty of in this. Like, I knew he was guilty, but I'm not sure which one he was sentenced for. But R. Kelly got 30 years in prison. And I think that's a fair sentence because he did a whole lot. And he also had, like, he was free for a long time, too. Um, a lot of people are mad, though, because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was, on the Theo, what's his name? Theo Epstein, I think his name was. Or was it Jeffrey Epstein? 
Hold on. Now nah, I don't want to mess it up. Was it Theo? No, Theo Epstein, I believe, is a manager. Yeah, I think it was Jeffrey Epstein, the guy who killed himself. That was, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, this was like his girlfriend who also recruited women or underage girls to participate in sex acts. A lot of people say that it's linked to a lot of billionaires that was these acts were performed on it and the government's hiding it and the people are hiding it. I don't know. I really don't know the truth with that. I know he did die a little mysteriously and now she's been sentenced to 20 years in prison. But when you compare that to the R. Kelly one, people are mad at the sentence. They're saying she should have got the same sentence or that it was treated differently, a little lighter than what R. Kelly, the way his was treated because she's white or European or I don't know what she is. But she's not black. So, I it's tough, man. It's tough to, like, compare one to the other and this person should get this, this person should get that. Both of them deserve, you know, justice. Both situations deserve justice. I'm not going to nitpick. Maybe, I mean, his life in prison, she should have got, I don't know, she's already old. Like, I think she's like 50-something already or 60-something, like, Fam, she might not even make 20. She might not even make it to 20 years in prison. Let me see. How, long, how old is Ghislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine is um Ghislaine is already 60. So she does the full 20. That's 80 when she gets out. And I mean she probably get out a little earlier than that. So yeah, maybe 20 wasn't enough. I don't know. I don't I just hate being the judge, jury, and executioner. I mean, Deshaun Watson still. He went to no jail time and he's done. But I guess his the victims for the Deshaun, if if he is guilty of it, they were they're not underage. So I guess that's the difference. And I heard some stuff where they said the women consented in the Deshaun Watson situation, but I gotta read more into that one because I don't have enough information on that one. R. Kelly, we've got him on tape. We've seen enough. The fact that he got away with the peeing on the tape was wild to me that he was even out after that. Um and then he had a whole career. So I think what R. Kelly is getting basically is they're coming back for all that time. He was free. And they're like, all right, <laughs> we're going to punish you for all that time. He was free too. So yeah, R. Kelly probably deserves the 30. And then the fact that he just no remorse in any of that, and then never admit to anything, act like he was above it all. I can see why they got him. See why he got him. But my only, my only issue with all these situations is just the way we, Look at the um, the abusee, the people who have been abused. Because it's like, I've talked about this before, where it's like the, the victims of R. Kelly. I, I hope they can get the necessary help and healing that they need. Because everybody's feeling sorry for them now. But if they grow up and they do similar stuff that happened to them, nobody's going to talk about we should have helped them. Like, I feel like we got to catch this before it gets before it gets to a point where it can affect other people. So I guess that's my only thing where we talk about this stuff. What about the victims? Like, are we really going to do something to help the victims? And I don't think we have something in place right now where the victims get that type of treatment, that type of help. And a lot of them end up growing up to become abusers. So I worry about the victims in the case, pray for them and that they can get the help and healing that they need. Because a lot of times they just get thrown to the side and nobody thinks about them anymore. So that's pretty much all I have to say on that one. Draymond Green called Kendrick Perkins a coon. I do not agree with this at all. I hate. 
I hate when black people talk down on other black people and just make them seem like they're not black or they're a sellout. Even with the Roe v. Wade, everybody's going in on Clarence Thomas. I get it. Y'all are mad, but calling somebody a coon, I'm just never going to be down with that. I think if they don't do the things you agree with, it doesn't take away from somebody's blackness. Like No matter how you feel about a black person, they can still go out and they're going to get called the N-word in the street. They're still Clarence Thomas is still going to be called N-word by somebody. So you're still black at the end of the day. No matter how you think you act or how people think you act, you're black. I don't think there's a such thing as acting white. I think if somebody agrees with something or does something that you don't agree with, it's just a difference of an opinion, man. But I'm not going to call somebody a coon because they see the world one way. Like I said before, we got to learn to accept others points of view you know what i'm saying like it's not always you're right the way you think like everybody has a reason for the way they feel and i think republicans are wild by not adding any of the extra stuff in there when it comes to abortion but i just refuse to call another black man a coon i refuse to say another black man is acting white i think it's bad for the culture i think it sets us back i think it Let's white people feel like they can start saying these types of words to us. And it's just all bad. man. So I don't agree with it. No matter how I feel about the situation, I'm never going to call somebody a coon. Oh, I want to talk about cameo real quick. That was like the one thing I want to talk about. So there's this app called cameo where you can do like a shout out to somebody and they pay you for you to give them a shout out. And I think this is one of the worst ideas ever. First of all, we're getting out of control with all these little make money, be your own boss type things like these apps, this cameo, OnlyFans, all this stuff where you're like, we take the advertiser out and now the consumer is the advertiser. They're the one that are paying the money that would be used for advertising. But I hate cameo because it's, it's, it's nothing more than a fake cosign. That's all it is. It's a fake cosign. And I'm going to tell you about what I mean by that. I know people for a fact who have had their music with um, somebody doing a cameo over the music saying, oh, this is the hottest song out. And to me, that's a cheap cosign. Like, it's just not organic anymore. You're paying for somebody to say you're good at something, but we don't even know if you're really good at it. And then people are listening to it off the fake cosign and thinking it's a real cosign. It's not a real cosign. I've seen people say, oh, this person's podcast is the best podcast out. He's the hottest one. He's the up and coming. It's not real. You paid for that. Like, have you guys no shame in your game? One thing about me, I'm never paying for a cosign. I'm never paying for anybody to say my shit is hot. I'm never paying. I'm never shouting out no products that I don't use. Like, I'm just not doing that stuff. I got principles. If I ever sell out, y'all could call me out on it, but I just don't believe in that. And I hate this cameo thing. I hate that people pay. Like, if you want somebody to say happy birthday to your kid, I'm not mad at that. But when somebody's saying, oh, you got the hottest podcast out or this is the hottest song in the city and you don't really believe that yourself, I don't know how you can accept that money and do that cosign because I'm never doing that. Never. And you know me, I'm not a content creator. I am the content. That's my new nickname, The Content. That's going to be the title of this episode, The Content. I stand on my own. I don't need anybody to tell me that I am a creator or this or that. Or 
hey, when are we getting that new episode? No, no, no. I am the content. I feel like my opinion, my voice is the content. Maybe I'm feeling myself right now. I don't know. I'm about to be 39 tomorrow or today. Today when you hear it. So I am the content. And I'm giving y'all a lot of bombs right now. Quick story. I was in Tallahassee a few weeks ago for Father's Day or two weeks ago. I was talking to my cousin Mika. Mika said, hey, I love the podcast, Jared, but the bomb is too long. The bomb is too long. You need to shorten the bomb. We don't want to hear the bomb for that long. Mika, if you're listening, respectfully, no. The bomb is always going to be this long. I love the bomb. Maybe I could fade it out at the end. I ain't going to lie. I don't like the way it ends. It kind of just cuts off. That's my fault. Probably needs a little fade, but we can make that work in post-production. I can go back and fix that up, but the bomb being cut, the short bomb, you guys think this should be short? It doesn't have the same effect if I just, if I cut it, like, you want that? Mika, that's what you want? That sounds terrible. I'm never doing that, (laughs) but I am the content. All right, so. I feel like you come you come to the show for me, not the bomb anyway. The bomb is just like a special effect. But one thing about me, never giving a fake cosign, never taking money for ads that I don't do. Like if Wawa wants to sponsor something, yeah, yeah. Even though I only really fuck with their coffee now. I haven't even ate Wawa food in a while. I've been changing my diet. I'm getting older. I'm telling you, I can't eat the same no more. Yo, the red meat was messing me up for like the month of uh, May and early June. Had to slow that down too. Pork, chicken, fish, turkey. That's mainly what I eat. I don't really rock with the red meat too much. Every now and then I'll do it, but it just takes too long to get out of your system. So I try to stay away from that. I don't know if I have any more topics to talk about. But like I said, my birthday is coming up. When you hear this, it'll be my birthday. So I just want to get a little episode out for that. And hopefully we'll come back and do another one next week. Who knows? Like I said, I've been a little inconsistent lately. I apologize for the inconsistency, but I'm working on myself. You guys got to understand that. We'll do a state of Jared. If you don't, if you're new to listening, the state of Jared is kind of when we talk about, like, I just do like a reflection on the past year, talk about what's happened, goals going forward, what I want to do with the, with my life. It's like the state of the union, but it's the state of my life. So. That'll be the next episode if I give you one before I go to Vegas. Vegas is going to be a movie, though. I'm going to Vegas, and I'm flying to San Antonio. I'm driving to Austin. I'm going back to San Antonio. Oh, that's going to be a fun trip, just getting away, getting my mind off of everything. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll have some fun stories for y'all when I come back. But I'm going to try to give y'all an episode before I go to Vegas. I'm going to try it because I keep telling y'all I'm going to give y'all episodes and I never do. I know last time I said I was going to do an episode on Friday. Never gave y'all that. So we'll see about one before Vegas. But if I do, it will be a state of the Jared. I think I'm going to end it now. We're at an hour and 25. I'm going to play some Benny the Butcher. This one is called Where Would I Go? It's featuring Rick Ross. It's off the Burden of Proof album. And then, yeah, I need to go eat. And I'm just going to relax and um, taking my birthday, watching some TV and being lazy. So 
Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If there's anything you want to comment on or tell me you're mad about or I'm wrong on something, you can always hit me up at jlawradio at outlook.com. The Twitter is at jlawradio, Instagram at beyond the glory, Facebook. I keep forgetting to mention this. There is a Jared Lawrence radio Facebook page. It's like a little fan page I made. So you can always like that page too. I think I only have like 80 likes on there so far. So maybe we could try to get the likes up on that page and um, we'll come back with another episode at some point. This is Benny Butcher, Rick Ross. Where would I go? It's keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence. You know, real. Happy birthday to me. Real big ball shit. Distinguished gentleman shit. Real street nigga shit. And I paid for my actions Hospital stays Laid up Related to asthma And all I knew was chase paper In a dangerous fashion Them boxes came to my crib With my name on a package Mama, I made it Rose petals and gold shovels Extra team We all cop gold bezels At those levels So my wrist And as well as my hip Is cold metal This kind of game Only run through your veins And your bone marrow It cost me They tell me be humble They think I'm flossy shit I probably am I got this out the concrete I stood in front of builders So dope around this car Wearing Barclays, I just parked at 745 Palm Tree That's real shit Stuck to the plan from out the sand Get rich and share it When you a dope boy, this the life that your bitch inherit She wanna fuck me on a yacht and take a trip to Paris I buy expensive shit and she forget to wear it Big dough when you thought of my block I bought a brand new pistol when I thought of the ops I had the money on the road for the water got hot And I still remember who old cash I thought I forgot But you coming nigga It's the biggest <laughs> Niggas desire to fit in, I was invited Pistol whipped a few niggas, he got indicted When you face a few years, it's time to fight it I shook the prosecutor, right back, Johnny Unitas Perry Mason, Gary Payton Double M, nigga, I live amazing Dope boy alumni, such a classy unit All double R's at the class reunion Pistol heavy, the money bagger Bitches at me, up the ladder Franchises, rappers that can't size us Bitches flew out of state just to stand beside us Four selfies, that boy wealthy Four flow condos, that nigga selfish Waterfalls and all, he been the sales I speak with my heart, I really talk a lot Went from Ford to Ferrari, look at the parking lot Seatbelts, never, that's a common law Cause when the shot's five, fat boy hopping out It's time to explain, it's just what your song's about Cause when your homie got shot up, you cut your phone off Only where I go is where I wanna be My niggas all on top, is what I wanna see My kids in the mansion, they got a hundred rooms Playing hide and seek for weeks, what you wanna do? Always talking coke and may have stolen most So all my niggas broke, Bella Rose, we toast Always keep your word and keep your mama close You ride for your brother, teach your son the ropes You never want it back, a blessing get the most And Rolex on your wrist, don't let it cost your soul Okay, okay, hold on, hold on I've never done this before, I'm coming back Because I have one more topic that I keep forgetting to talk about And I, I want to talk about this Brittany Griner is in uh, Russia, Russia, I'm sorry, Russia. Brittany Griner is in Russia and has been locked up since like February or some crazy shit like that. And they're saying now she might be there for like another six months or she's going to trial. So I don't know. I'm very confused about the whole situation. But I will say this, like she was arrested 
because they said she tried to carry a vape pen or something through the airport. And Russia arrested her. Of course, they had their war with the Ukraine going on. So I feel like this is politically motivated the way they're doing things. And they're using her as a pawn. And a lot of people are saying, free Britney Griner, bring Britney Griner home. I just want to say, when you're dealing with another country, it is not as easy as you guys think. I think a lot of people think Joe Biden can just make a call and say, hey, give us Britney Griner back. It doesn't work that way. It's not that easy. I think we, we all want our home, but we have to be understanding of the situation when it's another country. They play by their rules, their laws. Like it's not the way we do things. So we cannot expect it to be the way the U.S. would do it. And everybody's like, oh, just give them whatever they want. There's a rumor that like Russia's asking for like one of our top detainees that we have from them who's linked to like mad murders. And it's like, that's a tough trade to make. I'm sure if you're the U.S. and people are like, oh, well, if it was LeBron, this would ha- he would be home by now. I don't know, bro. I think when it's another country, all bets are off. I don't think it works as smoothly as you guys think. I think when you're, especially with somebody like Vladimir Putin, bro, he's playing by his own rules. This man's going to war with Ukraine. We're not, we're beefing with them right now because we're sending money to Ukraine and all this. We're funding the Ukraine war so Ukraine can fight for themselves, which is a story for another day. That's another opinion, whether you agree with the 40 billion, 50 billion we keep giving these people. I don't know, but. I will say, like, when you're in another country, it's just the rules are different. Even just how you move in another country, how you move around, you got to be careful. What you think is a misdemeanor here could get you a lot of jail time there. Like, carrying a vape might not be a big deal in the U.S., but when you're in another country, they treat this stuff different. And from what I heard, their conviction rates are like, you got like a 1% chance of even winning your case. So we just have to understand what she's going through. But we also have to understand it's not the the way Russia works is not the same way the United States works. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I just need more people to understand it's not as easy as you think to get somebody home. I think we just got somebody from Russia recently, and that guy had been there for like three or five years, and we were just able to get him back home. So this stuff takes time. It takes a lot of negotiating. And it doesn't help when you're trying to get somebody back from a country that you potentially could be going to war with. So just think about that. Prayers to Brittany Griner and her family. We do hope she gets home soon and safe. But it's not as easy as you guys think. I just want to jump back in and say that last thing. This is Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I will holler at y'all later. I'm out. Actually, one more thing I want to clear up. When I was on the show with Damien and Sarah... I did say that if we make abortion illegal, or I'm sorry, I said if we make abortion legal, suicide should be legal. And um, I looked more into that, and apparently suicide is legal. Assisted suicide is legal in some states. I know Oregon's one. There are other states where it's legal. So want to correct that. It's, um, it's legal. So I, I really don't have an argument there when it comes to that type of freedom over your body so i take that one back i can admit when i'm wrong but i wanted to clear that up other than that everybody enjoy your day talk to you guys later